When Crookshanks is away, the humans disguised as rats will play. You're listening to the Quibbler Podcast, the Harry Potter book club for substitute teachers. Where's Professor Lupin? He said. He says he is feeling too ill to teach today, said Snape with a twisted smile. I believe I told you to sit down. But Harry stayed where he was. What's wrong with him? Snape's black eyes glittered. Nothing life-threatening, he said, looking as though he wished it were. Five more points from Gryffindor, and if I have to ask you to sit down again, it will be fifty. I'm Alex Dallenberg, and bad news, guys, but Heather is not in the studio this week, which means you're stuck with me. But we will still be doing an episode. We're not going to leave you hanging this week. Heather is in sunny Los Angeles, so that means there's going to be a lot less Derrida this episode and a lot more, um, well, I'm not sure what to call it. In lieu of our regularly scheduled programming, we've got a bit of a weird treat for you. It's called The Quibbler After Hours. We have a special guest star this week. It's the roommate of the podcast, Richard Michaels, who I was discussing Harry Potter with over some drinks a few weeks back. It's actually probably more than a few weeks back now, but we cut this sort of experimental episode um, just in the living room with our old microphone so it doesn't sound as amazing but hopefully you'll still find it interesting think of it as the uh as the deep cuts of the quibbler it's like it's like bob dylan's basement tapes but for harry potter and not brilliant actually it's just two nerds drinking and talking about harry potter but hey that's still in our wheelhouse i guess heather will be listening to this on the flight home and think what have you done so uh hi honey hope you're enjoying the podcast Anyway, so uh, Heather always does this part, but uh, I'll give it a shot. In this week's episode, like all others, you're going to hear spoilers for this and future Harry Potter books and movies. You're also going to hear more cursing than normal. I hope that's okay. And some adult themes. This week's adult themes are over-serving, cockfighting, crossovers, retroactive continuity, muggle entrepreneurs, mispronunciations of J.K. Rowling, sorry guys, and Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. So, without further ado, I give you The Quibbler After Hours. The usual, Hagrid. Can't, Tom. I'm on Hogwarts business. Harry watched Hagrid getting redder and redder in the face as he called for more wine, finally kissing Professor McGonagall on the cheek. Hello? Finished your exams? Got time for a drink? I can't remember too well, because he kept buying me drinks. Let's see. Dumbledore led them in a few of his favorite carols, Hagrid booming more and more loudly with every goblet of eggnog he consumed. You could have died, all for a dragon egg. I'll never drink again. One look told them that Hagrid had been drinking a lot. There was a pewter tankard almost as big as a bucket in front of him, and he seemed to be having difficulty getting them into focus. I think you've had enough to drink, Hagrid. Ah, maybe she's right. All right, this is the Quibbler Podcast After Hours. I'm Alex (laughs) Dallenberg. 
And I'm Richard Michaels. Richard here. He's our special guest today. He's the roommate of the podcast, Quiggler Roommate. Hi, Richard. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. Richard and I have had a few drinks and have been discussing Harry Potter. So, uh, Richard, I guess we'll just start this off in kind of an interview format. Sure. Uh, how long have you been listening to the podcast? I mean, what do you think of the podcast so far? Well, I think it's uh, pretty great. I haven't... So I watch... I've, I've been watching. I've been listening to the uh, kind of ch- uh, book at a time, so I blew through the first book pretty much in two days, so I'm through about the first couple, uh, about the first half of the second book, so I'll get through that tomorrow probably. So, you know, I like to binge it because it's that good and I want it all at once. Fair enough. And when did you read Harry Potter, the books itself? Um, honestly, when I first heard about Harry Potter, I thought it was like fucking lame. I was like, dude, this is some children's bullshit. I'm like reading Lord of the Rings right now. I'm watching Star Trek. I'm not into this like kitty bullshit. But maybe, when did the first book come out? 1990. Actually, I learned this recently because I was answering some questions weirdly for an interview about Harry Potter. Somebody actually reached out to us. Uh, and he was wondering why Fantastic Beasts was doing so well with the Millennial set. And I looked it up. And Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released in the U.S. September. Oh, I'm going to, I might, I don't think I'm going to butcher this, but September 1998, the same month as Pokemon Red and Blue was published in the U.S. Oh, wow. So that's when it came out. Wow. Pokemon and Harry Potter dropped in the U.S. exact same fucking month. So we have Fantastic Beasts and Pokemon Go in the same month. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, not a. Not a fucking not coincidence. Not a coincidence at all. Not a fucking coincidence. They just released some new Pokemon games, and they're the best-selling games since, like, you know, very early generations. Yeah, it's the millennial nostalgia. We're, yeah, we're of this generation, yeah. This is the time to be talking about either Harry Potter or Pokemon. Basically. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I didn't care for it at first, but maybe around 2001 or so, I listened to the... Who does the audiobooks? You, Jim Dale. Jim, I listened yeah. to a couple of Jim Dale audiobooks of the first two books and then read them. So I kind of like, I fell in love with this shit. I was like, wait a second, this is actually very good fucking Jim Dale's legit fantasy. This is a very good fantasy storytelling. Um, I didn't read them until college. Oh, really? I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I was really resistant to the fact, to the idea, because my sister was reading them and really loved them. So I was like... You know, toxic masculinity or whatever. I was right, like, yeah. This must fucking suck. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, she explained the rules of Quidditch to me, and as we were discussing mm-hmm. earlier tonight, Quidditch is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I can't read a book where the rules of the central sport make no sense. I can't do this, Annie. I won't do it. No, I won't yeah. read this book. And she it's was telling not me. Good. And there's this character, Wormtail, and I was like, so Wormtail. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Rings. It's fucking uh, worm like, dung. He's spitting shit in your yeah, ear that like, you don't want to hear. Fuck this derivative bullshit. Yeah. But I read real fantasy. Please. Yeah. Later on in college, I don't know why I picked them up. Oh, I picked them up because the seventh book was coming out. And oh, I was okay. finally like, you know what? I'm going to have an open mind. It's going to be over yeah, soon anyway. I'm a more mature man. I don't have to wait. I read them while I was guarding power cables. Hell yeah. For wiser security <laughs> yeah. services. So Richard and I both had this job in Arizona where the power would 
So the power breaks down a lot in Arizona in the summertime because everyone's running their AC and APS Arizona was it Arizona a, Power Service. This is a something deep like cut. That. This yeah. is a deep cut. Would run these temporary power cables to people's houses where they like fix the. I don't. I don't know the sign. All the signs. Yeah, I don't understand. When you're running your I AC, just my job five days a week. When you run your AC cables. on blast five yeah. seven days a week, you got to have some motherfuckers there to change the cables. Yeah. So these and, cables would be out, and they're full of valuable copper, and fucking like meth heads would steal them. Oh yeah. Or whoever Apparently. would steal them. So they had to station guards by these cables, twenty four seven. Yeah. So Rich and I both have this job, and that's when I read Harry Potter. Sitting out in the baking Arizona sun with infinite time, with infinite time to read to binge all of Harry Potter. I remember one I was reading like Order of the Phoenix by the airport, in another I was at this like see, Richard's cracking up here. <laughs> you have to, this is really deep tracks, Quibbler podcast. Yeah. Uh, another I was at Garden of Power Cables. I think I was reading Deathly Hallows by like this pretty rundown apartment complex. I'm like reading Deathly Hallows. In my dumbass security guard uniform, and this guy comes out, and he's like, "Hey, man, you smoke the herb?" <laughs> and I was As like, "I'm assuming you mean marijuana." So very squarely, I was like, "No, man, I, I don't smoke the herb. I'm just reading Harry Potter Harry out Potter. here. I'm fine. I mean, I don't. That may have improved the experience. I'm not sure." Uh, but anyway, that's when I read Harry Potter as a fucking security yeah. guard. Uh, coincident, not coincidentally, I also played Pokemon. Hell yeah, Fire Red, dude, on a Game Boy Advance. Fire Red, a, the uh, remake of the original. Co- yeah, as a college uh, student. Yeah, the remake of the original Pokemon games that came <laughs> out at the same time that Harry Potter did. <laughs> you know the magic. Is real in both of those franchises. Actually, yeah, when uh, they should do a crossover, we- <laughs> Harry Potter, Harry you're Potter. a wizard, Ash. Yeah, you're a Pokemon trainer, Harry. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, what would the crossover look like between Harry Potter and Pokemon? I think it would be Harry Potter is like took the fucking flu system to the wrong fucking. Place. Mm, you're right. It gets shat out in like gets, Pallet Town. He ends up in Kanto. Kanto. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to like go to a Cantonese restaurant. Yeah, and he just and says he ends Kanto. Up in Kanto. Yeah. And like, all right, you said Kanto. That's a. And then he. That's uh, a thing. And then Professor Oak's like. I need you to help me fill out my Pokedex, Harry. Like, so wait. then he uses magic yeah. and catches Pokemon. Maybe. And Harry's like, wait, you capture animals and fight them against each other for fun? Yeah, wow, we only do that to house elves, basically. Yeah. Well, I guess they don't fight them against each other. but uh, That's hilarious. There's, uh, yeah, there's, there's similar problematics in yeah. uh, Harry Potter and, uh, and Pokemon. I'm trying to think what else, what else that would even look like. That'd Ash. be a great crossover. I guess, yeah, I guess Professor Oak is the Dumbledore kind of... of uh, yeah. He arbitrarily assigns you a Pokemon. He's kind of the Newt's commander too, though. <laughs> the fantastic fantastic yeah. Pokemon and where to find them. Yeah. I still need to watch that movie. It's not very good. It's fine. I don't know. Oh, I'd say I'll it's like... It out. Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's like 33% of a good movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
That's a pretty bad review. That's like a D. That's yeah, a solid. yeah. No, that's worse than D. no, no. Thirty-three percent is an F. You that's need a to straight up F. You can get fifty okay, percent. Okay, you can get fifty percent in a class and you're failing. I feel like that's sometimes we uh, we. I don't know. Move, that's pretty. Why is it fifty? That. Why is it fifty percent? That seems really arbitrary. Like what? Yeah. Sixty for a D. You know, if I get fifty-nine percent, I I fail. It's like I did nine percent more than you know half. Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking baseball players. Yeah, yeah. If I hit a ball fifty nine percent of the time, I'd fucking be Christ, insane. <laughs> uh, I just got a text from uh, co-host and wife Heather Price. Right, make Richard rate us. Have you rated and reviewed yet? I have not. I've been waiting until I have a very comprehensive <laughs> and complete oh, understanding <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I want to have. A very knowledgeable and quality conversation piece to add to your production, which is why I haven't yet. So you're and I don't understand. And I don't understand iTunes at you're all. You're withholding. Oh, you just get onto iTunes and you hit rate review. Maybe we should do a tutorial episode. Yeah, maybe. Like, this is how you get on iTunes. We got yeah. a one star, a one star rating. Somebody gave us a one star. That rating. is, I think that's good news. That is good news. That means someone presumably. Actually, I don't know. I think that's good news because it means somebody who's listening that we don't know. Or somebody that or somebody is, is your friend is like, man, I love Alex and Heather, but, but their fucking podcast sucks. sucks. Their podcast sucks so hard. Yeah. Was it Marie? It might have been. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. It was, uh, I don't know who it could have been. Yeah. Certainly someone. I made uh, enemies. Uh, you mentioned... Hearing the rules of Quidditch as being the reason why you fucking right. dismissed Harry Potter. And I remember our mutual friend, Will Werner, was very into Harry Potter. And he's the one who yeah, introduced me it. to it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's fantasy. It's, with, it's wizards doing cool shit. There's magic. And then we were in PE and we were playing basketball or something. And then Will's like, dude, I have to tell you about the best sport in the world. <laughs> it's called Quidditch. And I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is quit? She's like, it's this game where like one person chases a snitch. It's worth 150 points. A bunch of other people like beat each other and like score points in regular goals like basketball. And those are worth 10 points. Like I was like, stop, stop. That's the dumbest. That's the shittiest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he's like, no, it's from Harry Potter. And I was like, I'm never reading Harry Potter. That's the worst. See, man, this is why nonsensical magical sports. They stop people from realizing their full potential yep. yeah. as human beings. Uh, I can't believe we had that same experience. But I mean, Will likes were... soccer. He likes games that have rules that make sense. I don't. I don't know. Stoppage time is kind of weird. Stoppage like time makes no arbit- no sense. The ref arbitrarily decides when the game ends. But it's not like your it's favorite. Not like it's not like fucking. I don't know. Pele is not gonna just. Oh shit! I just found the snitch. The game's over, bitch. <laughs> it's weird that people have favorite Quidditch players that aren't the seeker. Your favorite Quidditch player should a hundred percent be the fucking seeker <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's like, do you like do you like the guy that scores points or do you like the guy that does nothing at all <laughs> for the completion or ending of this game? Yeah, I mean. If your favorite player is the chaser, you're basically rooting for the bat boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, 
It's You're not rooting for sense. the dancing dads, essentially. So All right, Richard, that's Quidditch. Richard maintains that muggle culture is superior to magical culture. If you yeah. could explain a little bit about what you mean. Yeah, I feel like the reason why we are here talking to you now is because wizarding culture... I Okay, I don't hate wizards. I don't hate witches. I just think that the culture and society that they are from is objectively worse than mogul culture. And I think it's pretty obvious. There are... There's, like... If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard plenty of things about the wizarding world that are completely destructive to human rights, to, I don't know, various... Their music sucks. They're fucking... <laughs> they have no space program. They have no exploration programs. We, You know, we... I learned about the Civil War in high school, as, you know, a lot of people did, where, you know, we realized that enslaving sentient... Hu- sentient species was a... Well, for us humans, wrong. enslaved... Slavery is bad. Like, let's just set a baseline. Slavery is bad. Yeah, let's yes. set a baseline for the Quibbler podcast. Slavery the Quibbler is not right. That Quibbler is that that slavery is bad. Yeah, and yet this seems to be still up for debate in the magical world. This is a hot. Well, point. actually, it's not even up for debate because Hermione later is like, "This kind of fucked up," and everyone's like, "It's how things are done." Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is the way. Imagine, work. imagine if fucking. The UK came out and was like, it's 2006, and they're like, we have slaves. You know, it's, 2000, it's 2006, why do you have fucking slaves? <laughs> I mean, I guess they're not human, but they're clearly intelligent, sophisticated, they can cultured. Control, they, can, they can do the one thing that sets wizards apart from the muggle world, which is perform fucking magic. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, they are, for all intents and purposes, part of the magical... I mean, they... To me... To me, they're not different than... Is there actually any distinguishable difference from them being humans than, like, what they look like? They're short. No, yeah. They have, like, weird ears. Yeah, should we enslave short people? Should we enslave people who don't have the genetic propensity to be taller? So, So that's... I mean, that's... Wow. That's a big strike, I think. That's a big, that's a big, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a huge strike. That's actually disqualifying in a lot of, like, for having a decent society in a lot of yeah. ways. In, in all important ways. And in fairness to, in fairness to the stories, there is, it's kind of like a plot piece where, like, the, the revolution of the house elf society and bringing, bringing wizarding culture up to the standards of mogul culture right. is kind of part of part of the storytelling that happens here. Which, I mean, that just uh, benefits my stance that right. wizarding culture is inferior, or at least behind uh, mogul culture. And yet they can do certain things that muggles can't, which gives them this feeling of superiority. I mean, they can regrow fucking bones... Yeah, yeah. As we've learned in the they most recent episode. They have incredible medical technology that is out I mean, of kind of, world. Though, but I mean, I don't know, Heather and I talked about this. Do they have painkillers? Madame Pomfrey says, this is going to hurt so yeah. fucking much. Well, and she doesn't give him, like, morphine. Muggles, mug, because in the muggle world, you need painkillers because muggles have pain. 
that will last for weeks. Right. Oh, I guess In the you're wizarding right. world, this is gonna fucking suck, but your bones are gonna be healed in hours. <laughs> you're gonna it's gonna suck ass for a day, dude. I guess you're right, yeah. Hip replacement, I mean that if is. If I'm a, a long, human being, my hip's gonna re- journey. My hip's gonna hurt for ten fucking years <laughs> while I'm dropping. Okay, I don't think it's I don't think it's pills. ten. It's okay. not ten. It's not ten years to recover from a hip replacement. Yeah, but maybe it takes that long I mean, to recover from your opioid addiction. You prob- you pr- yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean it takes longer than that, and then. Some. Would you rather suffer for a day and not be addicted to painkillers, or be a fucking muggle and have this to deal is- with this shit? <laughs> All right, good point. Yes, more painful, but much quicker, and it's fixed. <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. fucking fixed. But we were wondering, are there disabilities in the wizarding world? That is my big question. This are is there... not... And, and y'all can email us or Please. Uh, send us a tweet. <laughs> if, uh, But I don't recall anyone in the books having like a serious... Yeah. A serious disability. Is there a wizard born with fucking Lou Gehrig's disease? And they're like, you do well, yeah, you, know, you can with, do... It, you're not born with Lou Gehrig's. It like manifests itself later okay, in like, okay. ALS. You know, but I, yeah, no one is like, no one at Hogwarts is described to us as being in a wheelchair because they have, uh, you know, Do they understand or, genetics? Like, is that a thing they have? I don't know. We don't know. I mean, presumably, if you were paralyzed as a wizard, we were hypothesizing <laughs> that if they couldn't heal it using wizard medicine, you could maybe charm your legs to have some kind of locomotion. Right, yeah. And maybe you wouldn't be able to feel them, but you could uh, you could get around. I don't know. This seems to be. I haven't like gone back through and read a lot of these things, but I do not remember a disabled right a disabled uh, witch or wizard at all during Harry Potter and his adventures. I mean, squids. Okay, well, there's there's Sorry, people that go, were there's people that are born. Pour, pour another drink. So, yeah, the squibs are kind of a disability analog, I think, because they don't like, have the same abilities as the rest of the wizarding world. You're disabled compared to other witches and wizards. Right, which, you'd be fine in muggle society. Yeah, which is better than their society. Right. So are you really disabled? But that's like... No, you're right. We, aren't intro- we don't meet any deaf witches or wizards. Yeah. We don't meet any blind witches or wizards. We don't meet any... Um, but you meet squibs, because that's all they care about. They care about their fucking magic... They care about being able to do things that are illogical and anti-physical because it's convenient. It suits their ease of life. And this is another complaint you have. Yeah. They're obsessed with convenience over... Yeah, anything. There there are, like I I told you earlier, there are no hard hard men in the wizarding world. There are no... (laughs) Or women. I know, okay. Bring it. I would like to preface this whenever I say a hard man. (laughs) I... It's just because of the limitations of my language and upbringing that I say these things. But, you know, there's not an Ada Lovelace of the fucking wizarding world that's going to go out there and do this shit. Likewise, there's no Shackletons or fucking explorers. Elon Musk? Yeah, there's no Musks that are going out to do things. There's no, there's no conception of going out and making the world how you want it to be like as a, a new wizard. thing. They're very tradition bound. Yeah. It's a moribund society in a lot of ways. You know, and we have a few people push back against this. Hermione in her advocacy who for house elves. Was raised as a muggle. Who was raised as a muggle. Yeah, she has those enlightenment values. 
which people like the Weasleys don't. And the Weasleys are great. The Weasleys are cool, good people. Arthur Weasley loves Muggle technology. He wants to learn about it, but they grew up in a wizarding society, so they don't understand how fucked up house elf slavery (laughs) is. They don't understand the the necessity of growth as a scientific community is like i don't know my my corollary to this is that and i tweeted about this a bit the only people that show any kind of entrepreneurial drive or like an ambition to change how things are done in these books are i mean hermione in a social sense and her advocacy for house elves but fred and george weasley who you know they start their own business they're inventing. Mm-hmm. They invent extendable ears. They're trying to innovate. They're proving some rules yeah, exceptionally. Yeah, they're blowing. They're blowing shit up. They're blowing shit up in their room. And uh, yeah, oh, Fred dies. God, that, that sucks. I've definitely gone through phases of when I first saw that. I didn't give a shit. I was like, you got a copy. Like, you got. You got. Another fucking Weasley who is literally identical to that person. Yeah, man, it's their relationship, though. But yeah, yeah. That runs a thing. They yeah. they were they feed off each other. They were the spark that could have brought Muggle and Wizarding culture together. I think you're right. And then half of that died, and now I don't know. It's gonna take a while. And now we have Fantastical Beasts, but that that's a prequel, right? It's in the past. Okay, that's a that's in the past. It's a prequel. It's technically a prequel. Yeah. So yeah, so Wired, I think it was Wired, compared it to Phantom Menace. Really? In some of its concerns and respect. Oh, uh, just some of the, like, like retconning or mm. uh, pandering to, uh, I don't know. Actually, unpopular opinion, and this is, like, not about Harry Potter. I think Phantom Menace works the best among the prequels <laughs> as a standalone film. Yeah. I- uh, it needs an edit. But, yeah, you know the pod race works. Yeah, if we want to, anyway, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, you should cut as much of this out as you want, but <laughs> I don't want to interrupt Harry Potter and the and all of his attributes. But you know, really, the uh, the one thing about the Phantom Menace is that it was fucking original. It was its own. This thing. is true. It didn't give a fuck about. Yeah. The Phantom Menace didn't give a shit about anything. Weirdly, anything that George Lucas had done before, even though he was writing and producing it. No, yeah. Which, I mean, the question is then... It was ballsy, kind of. Kind of, but also, like... I don't know, was George just lazy and he didn't, like, want to go back and, like, I don't know, watch the original Star Wars? Yeah. Which, I I, I I guess, presumably, he knows pretty well as, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as as George Lucas. But, uh... Yeah. Or, like, yeah, he just wanted to do his own thing. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what J.K. Rowling is doing now with Fantastic Beasts. Which yeah. is, uh, you know, she's trying to branch out. It's hard. It's it hard to hard. follow that yeah. up. You know? I mean, she's not going to top Harry Potter. She yeah. made, like, an all-time children's, like, classic, man. I mean, what did fucking A.A. Milne do after Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, I know. Like, fucking what? know. Yeah. He didn't try to write, like, he was like, God damn it. I got this bear and his friends. I'm never gonna top that shit. Yeah, that is pretty fucking crazy. Like, what the hell? You uh, he didn't write a prequel to Winnie the Pooh, though, that I'm aware yeah. of. Yeah, that he wrote a grittier prequel to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Uh dude, J.K. Rowling is all over this shit. She yeah. can make 
And she like donates all of her. She donates like ninety five percent of her shit. I, I don't know. That's just totally random. Oh yeah. She I donates mean, a lot of money to to charitable donations. Which is she's pretty, a great. Awesome. She's clearly a great human being. One thing that's interesting. So some people accuse her of kind of money grubbing or selling out on Fantastic Beasts and like you know various various other projects. But I don't I don't see it that way. Because I think you know I think she thinks pretty seriously about things and not everything that she's done since the original Harry Potters are to my taste but there's like a business reason and it's not because she needs more money I think imagine the unyielding pressure on her to produce more Harry Potter content oh yeah there's this whole Harry Potter industrial complex and anytime she makes big anything Potter. Harry Potter yeah it's Big Potter anytime she makes anything that's Harry Potter related I mean she gets paid but so many other people get paid publicists get paid oh yeah publishing houses get paid you know, marketers, uh, fucking paper mills. Yeah. Like, Man, that's so she fucked. is a one-woman job creator. Yeah, think about if she that. doesn't fucking say her thing. All these people, are like, you're like, why does like why yeah. don't we have dinner tonight? Well, your dad didn't get his fucking commission from the writing <laughs> desk because J.K. Rowling decided not yeah. to produce her we've, piece we've on. Reached, uh, we've reached peak Potter. Literally, J.K. Rowling can, Dude, that like... that sucks so bad. She can that think up anything so in her... Bad. She can think of anything she wants to in her brain, put it on a piece oh, of toilet man. paper if she wanted, and, like, hundreds, if not thousands of people get a paycheck. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. That's no, that their, is the power... Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, it's like... It's the power of intellectual property, you know? Yeah, do I, do I want to make something that is up to the standards of what I believe... A creative person should be making, or to want to make sure that Bob from accounting has a fucking deal <laughs> for his children. I, that's the dilemma, man. I mean, and that's why uh, that's why art is not. Yeah, I mean, art if you're, and capitalism can work together, but they are not strictly compatible. Right. That's you why know what I, I mean? if because I, they have completely opposite goals. But yeah, I mean, if you're a witch, your, if you're a wizard, or if you're a witch. I believe that would not that would not be one of your cares. I believe if you're a wizard, wizard or witch, you'd be like, "Fucking a man, I you should, I don't give I'm a done shit." With this. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to. Uh... I'm a witch, bitch. I'll make some fucking tarts or something. Well, clearly, I mean, they have a completely stagnant economy. But it it doesn't matter because you can just make. You're right. I mean, you're right. They're you can make gonna... what you're scarce of with magic. Oh, that is weird. Can. You can't make food, though. Weirdly, I've, I've read that you, you, there is a stipulation where you're unable to create infinite food. But they can make water, because it's the aguamente. Yeah, but you can make water. Which is you handy. Can, you can make money, I think. No, you can't make money, because otherwise the Weasley, well, the Weasley will just be like, But uh, can you make muggle money? Oh, damn. Yeah. Why don't the Weasley just counterfeit muggle money? And then go buy everything they fucking need from, like, Tesco in the United Kingdom. Yeah. I don't... I don't really understand. Wait. Holy shit. They could just... They're so... They could just get, like, leprechaun gold. Go they're the so destructively against any kind of melding with... Right, yeah, you're Non-wizarding right. no, with totally, muggle culture. Totally right. They wouldn't even... That's just like culturally, it would be culturally taboo of them. Yeah. To go to like a big box store 
Right, yeah, and like just make some dollar bills and buy some shit from Costco. Well, I mean, that'd be unethical, but you know, the Wizarding World's not doing you any favors. Yeah. The poor as shit. You have to put your fucking gold deep in the ground. You can't put it into a like retirement account. Right, yeah. It's not earning it interest in the and, stock market, yeah. you know? So, I mean, would it be so terrible to. I mean, frankly, convert your galleons to pounds. It makes more okay. Wizarding world is inferior to the Muggle world because we have interest rates. We (laughs) we have studied the economy. We understand how money and storing and the ability to buy and sell goods work. That clearly the Wizarding world doesn't have a concept of. Well, I guess I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this now. You know. So yes. Those financial instruments have allowed us to do far more things with our money than wizards have. Yeah, because they're way more stupid. Way more things with our money than wizards have. But at the same time, there is a certain... I would say there's less... I mean, there's a lot of inequality in the wizarding world, and (laughs) and yet less. because Because the Weasleys and the Malfoys can still rub shoulders... At like a bookstore, you know what I mean. But I'm, but we're not gonna run into Warren Buffett, you know. Yeah. Like they have so, or Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Chase Bank. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we have allowed, like our financial instruments, yes, allowed us to grow our money, mm. but to like such an insane extent that we're just never gonna interact with anyone. Yeah. In like the top. Half of the top one percent. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, forget about it. Maybe Fuck. if you looked at if you looked at pure dollars, like dollars and cents, galleons and canuts. Right. Yeah. The Malfoys and the Weasleys, while separated by a lot, are probably closer in relative wealth than we are to Bill Gates. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, because because, of finan- w- because financial instruments in the Muggle world have kind of, you know, they allow for, like, much more fantastical wealth than the wizarding world. Yeah, yeah. You can have this disparity between wealth and our world is ridiculous, whereas... I don't know, I mean, both both are imperfect, so, I mean, it just depends. I would argue, and I think we are both correct, that, you know, financial innovations allow muggles more upward mobility than in the wizarding world. Because the weird thing is, there doesn't seem to be any upward mobility in yeah. the Wizarding world. Well, and there I is, think, and there's a little, and there there is some, presumably in, uh, you know, in 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 ours. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I think if you're a wizard, is upward mobility even a thing? Do you you don't need to be, you don't need to know better. You don't have to have a better. Meritus ability than the person above you. You just have to know the right spells, right? I don't know. I mean, well, now there's some social climbing. If you look at Percy Weasley, he's a social climber. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. He's reading prefects who gain power, and he's, uh, you know, he's trying to get in good with the ministry. But I don't know. But... It just seems like if I want. If I want my family to have an upper-class lifestyle, I want them to A, not worry about ever having to eat, and not worry ever about having to work. And I feel like as 
even the most limitedly competent wizard, I could give them fucking gigantic biscuits every day. <laughs> and some fucking... Wait, where would you get these gigantic biscuits? Can't you, like, increase the size of food? Oh, you're right. So you can't... Wait, so you can't just conjure food. You can't just you create can food, but you increase... You can use, like, an engorgement charm. Yeah, you can increase the size of it. Holy shit. You're right. Like, the reason why... You just buy one biscuit and the, blow it up. Yeah, the reason why large swaths of poor non-wizards are poor is because we can't afford to fucking feed these people, and... If we can't afford to feed them, we can't afford to do ex- extracurricular activities with them. So if I can just fucking make infinite food for my kids, then I can spend infinite or whatever amount of time. There must be some nutrition. It must not have... Wait, an engorged biscuit must have the same nutritional I value guess it might be just, as just yeah. the regular biscuit. Right, so you're like eating a quarter of a biscuit or something right. instead of yeah. a whole thing. So that must be that must be the reason. I don't know. Uh, I I just think it it, it bears. It bears right. analysis. Yeah. And you're right. I'm not a wizard. I'm a muggle, and I'm proud of that fact. <laughs> and I think I'm better than wizards because I think they're fucking assholes. One last point: the wizard space program. They don't have a fucking space program. They don't have a space program. No, we're about to send fucking inter. Stellar probes between our solar system and like Alpha Centauri, based on our ability to create high-powered lasers, and the fucking wizards. What the fuck are they're like? This is an example where if they they think Mars is magical, we're about to have motherfuckers on Mars, (laughs) bitch. We're gonna have some motherfucking muggles putting their dirty ass feet all over your sacred fucking magical planet. Mars is bright tonight. No, yeah, you think Mars is a shit? You fucking four-legged freak. <laughs> oh, we're going to have anti centaur now. No, yeah, we're going to have fucking legit non-wizards who don't know anything about magic stomping their dirty ass feet all over Martian soil. And it's going to be amazing. I'm going to love it. It's going to be beautiful. And I can't wait. I think that's a good place to end this episode, this special supplemental Quibbler After Hours episode on Mars. We're going to be on Mars before you, wizards, so think about that. Yeah, fuck wizards. I'm Alex Dallenberg. I'm Richard Michaels. Thanks, amigos. Hagrid heaved himself out of his chair and followed Hermione unsteadily outside. They heard a loud splash. What's he done? said Harry nervously as Hermione came back in with the empty tankard. Suck his head in the water barrel.